Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 11. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Brent, Brent, can you hear me? I'm, I'm here at the DraftKings headquarters. I'm picketing outside. They, <laughs> they, they took an unreasonable amount of my money this week. I'm protesting. It's outrageous. I'm alive. I'm hanging in there. But it's still to be determined. Oh, that's good. I tell you, you know, when you don't have much else to do because the power goes out of your house, I mean, I, I need to understand what's going on up there in Portland. We all know it's like the homeless capital of the world. I didn't also realize that the rolling brownouts were also going into the residential areas. But I mean, if you got the, nothing else to do and no power, you might as well go do something productive outside, right? Yeah. See, the uh, the homeless population has uh, boomed so bad and you got cold here and they were looking for a place to stay warm. And apparently... <laughs> They uh, picked one of the power substations nearby, and uh, so yeah, man, power uh, power outage uh, power outage messed up the pod yesterday. So we are coming to you from a uh, a special Tuesday pod. But hey, at least we get to talk about Monday Night Football. Yeah, this is uh, take number two. <laughs> so let's let's jump right into it. But first, before we get into the week nine recap, Mad Money Mike, we do have to briefly recap. All the extracurricular sports that are going on right now. It's a great time to be alive. College football just had some serious games. UGA stomping Tennessee by 14. LSU beating Alabama, I think it was like 43 to 42, by going for two in overtime. The World Series just ended. The baseball, Major League Baseball season from 1974 has just ended. The Astros win in six over the Phillies. They probably cheated. There were over 200 college basketball games yesterday. It was the kickoff of. Uh, NCAA March uh, college basketball season, which will culminate in March Madness. Mad Money Mike, I just threw a lot at you. This is take two, so I hope you refined your uh, your takes on this. But give, give me some feedback. What were your thoughts on all the other things before we get into NFL? Well, first and foremost, the World Series. It's uh, one of the uh, you know most uh, prestigious sporting events in the universe, and it had, I believe, the lowest viewership of any television event in history. So, uh, wow. congrats to uh, congrats to baseball on um, boring us to death once again. The Astros obviously <laughs> cheated. Everyone knows they cheated. Magnus uh, Carlson penned a letter uh, accusing them of, uh, I think it was uh, electronic anal beads or something like that. So, uh, that's going to be breaking soon. <laughs> uh, hats off to the Phillies for making it, giving us a little bit of excitement, but uh, but it's tough to win against cheaters. So that's that. Uh, college basketball, my Florida State Seminoles went down in a massive opening day upset to Stetson. So I hate college basketball. I hope they uh, I hope they uh, do away with it, sell off the assets. It's garbage. Nobody likes it. Um, all jokes aside about college basketball, man, super exciting. I am super pumped. You know how I feel about college basketball. It takes the 
the best thing about sports, which is the excitement of basketball, but it also condenses it into a very short season where all of the games actually matter. The thing that the NBA has gotten completely wrong. So uh, kudos to college basketball on that. I'm very excited for the season and uh, whatever other sports you named don't matter because I can't even remember them. College football. UGA stomps Tennessee. Scratch that. Uh, yeah, college football, man. What an unbelievable game. Uh, tip of the cap to the LSU Tigers. The one loss LSU Tigers that some people are calling the best team in the nation after knocking off Alabama. But I'm trying to think, who was that one loss to? They lost oh, that to fluke. The L- I heard LSU Tigers, they thought it was preseason. when they lost, it, And they thought it was a high school team when they lost to your Seminoles. Oh, you mean when you say my Seminoles, you mean the number one uh, offense in the nation for plays of 20 yards or more? That team? Oh, yeah, that's right. That is who they lost to. Okay, Woo. yeah, if you really break down that statistic, like, in plays of 20 yards or more that occurred in the first quarter when the moon was at a quarter solstice, the Florida State Seminoles by take the teams, game. By teams wearing garnet and gold, then Florida State record holder, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, big, uh, uh, big, big week in college football, man. That was awesome. Tigers knock off Alabama, and Georgia puts Tennessee in their place. The SEC provideth once again. Dude, they just came out with the college football rankings, and I only saw one SEC team, and it's Georgia. I know you can't bet on college uh, football, Mad Money Mike, uh, poor Oregon. But uh, for those of us that can, we just need to throw all the money we have on Georgia to win the national championship. It's got to be like plus 150, plus 200. Eh, it's probably even money or plus 150, but that's a lock considering uh, there's no other SEC teams right now. Tennessee might get back in. Uh, LSU has like a super small chance, but yeah, you, you agree? Oh, yeah. Second that for sure. Let's go. Stack some Ched. We're, Georgia. We're throwing locks and we haven't even got into football, Mad Money Mike. I mean, you can only get this on It's Lock Podcast. That's for sure. That's for sure. Turn up your volumes, people. It happens here and it happens. <laughs> yeah, you might want to turn it down because we're about to get into the week nine NFL recap. And Mad Money Mike is uh, he's hot, you know, coming at you from uh, outside DraftKings headquarters. So let's get right into it with the Thursday night recap. The Eagles at the Texans. 14-point spread. They won but didn't cover. Eagles win 29-17. to The Texans scored 14 in the first half. This game was a game at halftime. It's actually the most points the Texans scored in the first quarter of a game, 14, over – they scored 10 in the entire first seven games combined. So there was something in the water out there. Um, the first time the Eagles didn't cover the first half spread, which was 7.5, the game was tied. Uh, Davis Mills played good for the Texans, but he had two interceptions in the, in the second, and that's when the Eagles ran away with it. Uh, Brandon Cooks didn't even play because he wanted a trade. Uh, the rookie running back, you know, giving some love to the Texans, you know, like one six and one or one seven and one. But that rookie running back uh, from Florida, Damian Pierce, he was running real hard. He had 139 yards. They did sack Hertz four times, caused his first lost fumble of the season, but it didn't matter. All that being said and done, <clears throat> the Eagles are still the Eagles. They're eight and zero for the first time in franchise history. They have the easiest remaining schedule of all 32 teams. They're favored in every game except Christmas Eve at the Cowboys. Mad Money Mike, undefeated season. Thoughts on this game? Where do you stand with these Eagles? Yeah, they're they're a pretty strong team. They showed some chinks in the armor. Hey, roll the tape. You heard it here, folks, on It's a Lock Podcast. We said the Texans are good for some covers. And sure enough, they did cover. Uh, The Texans exposed them a little bit. But obviously, being the strong team that they are, they prevailed. 
8-0 for the first time in franchise history. I'm glad they got that record because they will lose next week to the Washington Commanders. Mm, mm, mm. You wait, the Eagles or the Texans? <laughs> Catching Big Brett Bent's <laughs> Big Brett sleeping there, folks. Uh, yeah, the Eagles are going to lose next week to the uh, Washington Commanders to upset that perfect season, but uh, – but they had a, a heck of a run and getting that eight and zero, you know, in the uh, in the record books is, uh, you know, that's a feat. Tip of the cap. Wow, that's Monday Night Football. They're eleven point favorites, and you're trying to tell me they're going to lose straight up? That would be crazy enough for Monday Night Football. You heard it here, folks. Wow, Mad Money Mike with what little pocket change he has left, throwing it all <laughs> on the Commanders plus three ninety on the money line. Should we just go straight to locks of the week, Mad Money Mike? You're taking Commanders on the money line. <laughs> well, did, we should did we hear that here first. <laughs> we, we should discuss it again later in the episode. Yeah, we may have to roll the tape when that comes back around because I get a feeling we'll get a different take from uh, from Mad Money Mike. All right, let's move to the Sunday slate. Dolphins, Bears. Dolphins come away with it, thirty-five, thirty-two. This is an exciting game, and ex- the Bears are suddenly like an exciting team. They're scoring points. They've lost five of six, but uh, right before the trade deadline, they did get Chase. Claypool wide receiver from the Steelers. So I guess they're still trying, but Justin Fields set a regular season quarterback rushing record. He ran for 178 yards. Um, This game was just all gas, no breaks. Uh, The Dolphins, like I said, come away with it 35-32. Tua is still underthrowing his receivers. They could have iced the game late in the fourth, but they did give the Bears a chance. Um, But luckily the Dolphins defense held them. Um, Yeah, the, the D hangs on. The Dolphins continue to impress, and uh, they're blowing and going, Mad Money Mike. I mean, the Dolphins are, uh, you know, especially with that Bills, uh, you know, speed bump, uh, which we're going to talk about shortly. I mean, the, the Dolphins are in, in the catbird seat, you'd think. Yeah, the Bills are dead. Dolphins will win the division. Chicago is not as good as they seemed. Justin Fields running for 178 yards was the reason that this was competitive. He will not be able to rush for 178 yards every game. David Montgomery only had 36 rushing yards in this. Uh, Chase Claypool, that was a huge trade, though. That was big. He had 13 receiving yards, so that was pretty huge for them. (laughs) (laughs) And if he continues to put up numbers like that, they will be a force to be reckoned with. But I just don't think Fields is going to be able to pop off more performances like that. I expect the Bears to come back down to earth. But the Dolphins look strong, and they will continue to impress as they march to a division title. Point well taken about the Bears. The only thing I'll say is they'll never they're, they're not coming back down to earth because they never left earth. I mean, they have <laughs> lost five of six, but at least they're playing exciting football. I mean, they put up 29 versus the Cowboys. They put up, what's this, 32 versus the Dolphins. So I, I, I'm almost lumping them in with the Lions. You know, like, hey, they're going to lose, but at least it's interesting football. It's not like... We're going to talk about a little bit Rams-Bucks where it's just like 15 punts shoot me now. So Absolutely. Um, moving on to some more scoring, just briefly, the Panthers 21 getting completely routed by the Bengals who scored 42. They dropped 35 in the first half. It was 35 nothing at halftime. Um, P.J. Walker actually got benched and uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, Mr. Uh, was it Progressive or uh, Geico? Is he a lizard or is he Baker? I forget, but um, he actually came in and, and started the second half because P.J. Walker did so bad. Uh, Joe Mixon scores five touchdowns, four rushing and one receiving. So at least versus the Panthers, they were okay without Jamar Chase. So Man Money Mike, I mean, Bengals are still looking good. Um, I think was it – I don't have the odds up, but uh, 
with the Ravens winning last night, the Bengals still probably like plus 300 to win the division uh, worth a little sprinkle or what are you thinking there? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, it, it really is a very tough division to get a read on. Obviously, when I say division, I just mean race between the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson is, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that. I know we're going to talk about that game. Um, he is what I would call inconsistent, and it's tough to get a read on it. Man, when they're good, they're good. You know that I sung their praises heavily in the beginning. They started letting me down in the the later part of the first third into the second third, but now all of a sudden here they come roaring back, which makes sense. When you have a good coach like Harbaugh, you certainly expect them to right the ship. It does appear that they are riding the ship. The Bengals, also wildly inconsistent. They can't even score a point one week. They put up 42 the next week. I mean, I think we saw this over the last four games. Terrible loss, great win, terrible loss, now great win. Uh, Panthers, yeah, there's nothing to even say about them, but certainly expect to see Mayfield uh, continue as the starter. I was surprised that they pulled P.J. Walker. Um, being able to put up nine passing yards was impressive. Um, but, you know, hey, organizations make choices for different reasons. They put in Mayfield, and Mayfield walks out of the game with two touchdowns, no interceptions, 14 for 20, and 126 quarterback rating. I think that's going to go ahead and seal the deal to have him as the starter for the rest of the year. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. If you like money, go ahead and bet on Baker Mayfield interceptions. He'll be tossing them. I love it. I love it. Because when you think about it, like, hey, guys, we're down 35 to nothing. Baker, like, what can you do for us? Like, talk about, like, I'm so set up for success. Like, there's, you, you cannot get any worse. Like, talk about buying low. And then, of course, on the other side, the Bengals were up 35 nothing. Like, all right, uh, water boy, like, uh, security guard, you want to put on a jersey? Like, we don't want to get hurt here. We just want to finish the game. So, exactly. I completely agree with you on uh, Baker's future starts. Um, throwing some picks. Usually you can get those right around even money too. So great call there, man, money, Mike. Let's keep moving in the Sunday slate. The Washington Commanders were ahead. They were up by 10 at, at 1.17 to 7 late in the second half, but the Vikings come back, even it up 17-17, eventually kick a last second field goal to win 20 to 17. Tinfoil hat theory, Mad Money Mike. A couple of tweets here. Shout out uh, to those following us on Twitter at It's a Lot Podcast. No apostrophes anywhere. The ref hit sticking the Viking safety, allowing the uh, commander's wide receiver to catch a touchdown pass, which otherwise would have been like quadruple coverage. So like great job on hitting the correct defensive back by the ref. And then secondly, I don't know if you saw the uh, the after party on the airplane. Um, what's his name? Uh, Kirk Cousins with like enough jewelry for like, I don't know, like an entire store of jewelry. I don't I can't I don't I don't really know much about jewelry, so I can't name a store, but anyway, <laughs> excellent, excellent joke and more like that here on Only It's Like Podcast. Mad Money Mike, thoughts on this game. Thoughts on like tinfoil hat theory. I mean, that ref, he hit stick the correct defender. I mean, come on. This game was it was rigged. Well, you heard you heard that they, they were able to isolate the audio that was being piped into his earpiece. And it came directly from the top. It was the NFL and the NFL told him. Hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. Take him out, take him out. So you hear that audio. So it came directly from the top, uh, you know, in conjunction with Operation Joystick Johnny, referee hit stick, the NFL gets their way once again and lets their darling Kirk Cousins come through with the win so that it would lead to the shirtless after party on the airplane with all the jewelry so that it would make headlines, so that it would get clicks and so on and so forth. It's all a scam. We know it. 
But either way, the Vikings march on. They take it to seven and one. They're cruising in the NFC North division title. Uh, you know, sites. four game lead. Four yeah, four game, game lead. lead. I mean, yeah, I don't even. I, I, the odds are so terrible. I think they're minus uh, sixty thousand to win the division at this point. Oh. And Dang. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome? Can you just imagine, like, if you had like a futures ticket, like maybe like a futures parlay that had like. I don't know. Okay, like, don't do this. The no, Vikings no, with this a division not, with a bunch of other it. random stuff. You do this to me right now, big what? bro. Don't what? You what are you talking about? Me. You You're have not... one of those? Oh, you dirty, dirty <laughs> scoundrel. Okay, loyal listeners. Yes, it, it's true. I placed a bet, a $300 bet to win $30,000. <laughs> All kinds of various things. Steph Curry to win MVP, which he did. Uh, the whoever, uh, the Colorado Avalanche to win the NHL Cup, which they did, blah, blah, blah. Several different things. One of them, one of the last things is for Minnesota to win the division. And uh, the whole parlay was thrown off by John Rahm finishing top 10 at the U.S. Open. He was leading the tournament through 17 on Saturday. He double bogeys 18. Okay, okay, not great, not great, no big deal. But, you know, he's still like one off the lead. He proceeds to shoot four over on Sunday to finish 11. I don't, I'm telling you right now, if there's a black book, I need an entire, I need an entire black book just with just one page. You just open the cover and it just says John Rahm on it. Dude, I, if this guy, oh man, why did you even bring it up, Big Bet Brent? I am so fired up. Call it in the podcast right now. I can't take it anymore. Oh, Anyways, man. all right. So this all wraps back around to yes, I had the foresight to see the Vikings winning the division, and now they are cruising. Washington Commanders have a good football team, though. They were winning this ball game late, and it will lead to them beating the Eagles next week. More to come on that. Excellent. Love it. All right, let's keep moving. The the Chargers coming off a bye, head into Atlanta, squeak by the Falcons with Dicker the kicker, 20 to 17. Mad Money Mike, Cordell Patterson came back off of injured reserve for the Falcons, and he uh, came back with a bang. He had 13 carries, two touchdowns on the day. Um, Chargers improved to five and three. The Falcons fall to four and five. Still, they're tied for first in the NFC South. They're just losing the tiebreaker to the Bucks right now, but um, still a lot going on in that division. Didn't know if you had any thoughts on this one. Uh, really wasn't too much. The over was like 50, and of course I bet the over, but um, 37 total points. So I never even came close. Big old, big old whiff there by Big Bet Brent. Yeah, not a, um, you know, interesting, uh, inter- interesting finish to the game, of course. And um, uh, forgive me here, Big Bet Brent, little technical difficulties over here on Mad Money Mike's end of things. We are talking about the Chiefs Titans, correct? No, Chargers-Falcons. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. All right, Chargers-Falcons. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, man. Marcus Mariota, we talked about him on the pod several times. A lot of athletic ability out of this guy. The Chargers have struggled mightily. They went on the road across the country. They picked up a win in Atlanta. I do do think it says quite a few good things about the Chargers. And given what the Chargers bring, I still think it says a few decent things about the Falcons. And I really do think Marcus Mariota has the athletic prowess to get this done. And I, I like the Falcons to be a contender in the division still. I really do. Yeah, I agree. And we'll actually touch on that a little bit when we look at the week uh, 10 look ahead and uh, locks of the week for the Falcons. But I also want to kind of go back and touch on one thing with the Chargers. You know, 
looking at the division, they're five and three, second place in the AFC West. Chargers are six and two, but the the I'm sorry, Chiefs are six and two, but the Chargers have two key receivers that are out, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So they're only going to get better as uh, those wide receivers get healthy and return to uh, to the action. So I uh, definitely agree with you there, man, Money Mike. All right, let's just talk quickly. Colts score three points. Patriots poured on with 26 points. Poor Sam Ellinger, like the amount of saliva. I know you talked about this last pod, like the saliva filled up the room, but New England sacked Sam Ellinger nine times. They had a pick six and they blocked the kick. I mean, enough said. I think, yeah, Mac Jones was back, but he didn't really do too much, but they didn't need to. The Patriots get the W. The Colts fire their head coach. Jeff Saturday, coming off of ESPN, is the new interim head coach. I don't know if you – I think I retweeted that <clears throat> interview with, uh, with the owner who just, like, completely made no sense. But, man, Money Mike, a lot going on here. Thoughts on, uh, thoughts on the Colts, like, throwing in the towel. They finally had enough of Frank Reich, and they're moving on. And I, I wouldn't blame them after uh, putting up three points. Yeah, I mean, this was tough for me, man, because I went on and on about how the Patriots were going to feast. I made the joke about Bill Belichick just salivating over this, and yet I did not take it as my lock of the week. And it's like, how do mm. I go on and on and on about how handily the Patriots are going to win and then not take it as my lock of the week? And then, of course, they go on to handily win. So a little, bitter, little bittersweet on this one. Uh, I know our loyal listeners – listen to all the picks that Mad Money Mike makes and not just the locks of the week. So you're welcome. Either way, congratulations to the Patriots. What an absolute uh, show that the Colts have got going on with this coaching debacle. I mean, you want to just talk about dropping the ball at all levels. They're awful. We talked about how awful they were going to be in the preseason. I pinned their awfulness on Matt Ryan, which is ironic because – they're way worse without him. Either way, they're awful. They're terrible. They're actually going to finish the season 19 and negative one. No team has ever gone negative in the win column. That's how bad they are. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Negative one and 19. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. All right, let's keep moving. To, all right. We're not moving on to more good stuff. That wasn't good stuff. Our takes were good stuff. The game was garbage. We're going to move on to another garbage game involving two garbage teams. Mad Money Mike, the Green Bay Packers have lost five in a row. They score nine points versus the NFL's worst defense, the Detroit Lions, who put up 15 points. Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions. I mean, how much ayahuasca do you got to smoke or ingest? I don't even know how you ingest it. I think it's ayahuasca. Whatever whatever he was taking – Maybe in his fantasy world where he's high on this stuff, like they're like 10 and 0, but they're three and six. They're in deep trouble. This is really pathetic. Man, Money Mike, who's worse here? I mean, like, I feel like the Packers should like pull a Colts and like clean house. What do you think? Too much? Yeah. This is a, this is a weird one because I don't know if you remember, but the Bucks game either last week or the week before, Mike Evans dropped a wide open touchdown pass on the very first drive of the game. And he talked afterwards about how he felt the life sucked out of the team on that play, and he essentially knew they were going to lose. It's a it's a valuable insight into team morale. And the back the Packers had back to back drives, or or maybe there might have been a drive in between. But Aaron Rodgers threw interceptions in the end zone, not just the red zone, but in the end zone, either on back to back drives or or yeah, maybe, twice, yeah, yeah, twice. So they would have taken an early fourteen to nothing lead, and this would be what would have ended up being a blowout 
He ends up throwing two interceptions in the end zones, completely sucks the life out of the team. Nobody cares anymore. Everyone hates him. Everyone hates everything. All they want to do is just go home and do ayahuasca and, and just get out of there. Uh, and they 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 play the rest of the game like it, and they go on to lose. And um, it just goes to show you about the resiliency of a team. There are some teams that get down and come back. Like the Eagles have actually, you know, that's one thing that the Eagles have done. If you look a couple times, I think four different times the Eagles have been, you know, behind or trailing and have come back to win. And that's a characteristic of winning teams is resiliency when you're down. And then it's a characteristic of teams that have toxic locker rooms or whatever else, or if they're down or if those things happen that they can't bounce back. So, anyways, the point here is that the Packers are completely awful, terrible locker room, completely toxic, uh, uh, completely unresilient morale, and uh, and the team will be broken up and uh, sold off in pieces after this year, and they'll use the stadium for soccer. <laughs> it is uh, interesting, you know, the, the Packers didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, you know, to add any uh, to bolster that uh, clearly lacking wide receiving core. Although this time it was Aaron Rodgers' fault, like. He threw the worst passes ever. Like you, all the other times it's been the wide receivers, but this time it was Aaron Rodgers. But nevertheless, they didn't add to their wide receiving core at the trade deadline. They could have done that. Um, and just like taking a step back and looking big picture, you know, they lost Devontae Adams, and that's clearly a key cog in this machine that the Packers have. But it's got to be more than that. I mean, for the last three seasons, they mentioned this on Get Up a little bit, and I appreciated the take. The last three, these three seasons, the Packers and Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers have been just dominant. And now they are just complete trash. Like, what happened? Like, how do you go from so good for, like, sustained brilliance, you know? Uh, they were the number one seed, and they got surprised by the 49ers last year. The year before that, they're in the championship game. The year before that, they were, like, one throw away from the championship game. So it's an interesting question. I don't necessarily know if you have an answer or not, Mad Money Mike, but, like, why such a fall from grace? You know, like, you could write a book on this. Like, let's smoke some ayahuasca and really get to the bottom of this. Uh, it's just it's it's just the nature of the toxic locker room syndrome TLS. You know, it just happens. It just it's a personality thing. You know, it just it it happens in all walks of life. It happens at your work. It happens at my work. They're just people who just don't mesh. They do, they just don't jive. And like when you have that kind of thing going on, like people can't focus and they just have their minds elsewhere and they're just their heart is not in it. It's a game of the most highest precision. I mean, there's only like a couple hundred guys in the world, billions of people. And there's only a couple hundred guys in the entire world that can do what these guys do. It's the elite of the elite. You cannot blink for one second or you will absolutely get feasted on. And uh, the Packers are blinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, it must be smoky in there. All right, let's go to the uh, the last game in the noon slate. Mad Money Mike, the one that broke your back. Yes, I'm talking about Bills, Jets. The Boom. Jets stun the Bills. Not only do they not cover a double-digit spread, somewhere between 11 and 14, but they don't even win the game. <clears throat> the Jets win outright 20-17. to 17. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to take this in two pieces. On the one side, you got to give some credit to the Jets. Their defense was off the charts. They intercepted. Josh Allen twice. They actually dropped a couple of interceptions, could have had a few more. They kept him under pressure. They sacked him five times. You also got to give credit to their offense. Zach Wilson did not lose the game. Their running backs, uh, James Robinson and Michael Carter, filled the shoes that Brees Hall uh, in his absence with the ACL injury. So great, uh, great job by the Jets, who are now six and three. And then on the flip side, 
what is going on with the Bills? You know, they didn't look good last week in that 10-point win uh, over the Packers, who we just talked about are garbage. And uh, just this this week here, too, can't beat the Jets. Josh Allen was uncharacteristically, ina- uncharacteristically inaccurate. You know, some of that's based on the, uh, you know, the defensive line getting pressure, but he's good at moving and running and throwing normally. So this is a, this is a surprise. And also they just can't run the football. Like they got Naheem Hines, but they had like no time of possession. They had like no rushing yards. They're putting too much on Josh Allen. And uh, he, he kind of buckled under the pressure, Mad Money Mike. I know it buckled your wallet, huh? Yeah, this is embarrassing for me. This is loyal listeners, a perfect example of don't bet out of emotion. I hate Zach Wilson and I hate the Jets for reasons unknown, to be honest with you. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I mean, who knows why I locked on to hating him so much? Probably just his face or just his general appearance. Either way, just betting out of pure emotion. I go on and on about how like, oh, the Bills, you know, like they're not going to make, they're not going to have a game of mistakes twice in a row, like as though somehow it's never happened in the history of the NFL and blah, 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 the Jets, and that. Even though the Jets have been playing decent enough on defense and Buffalo looks so bad against Green Bay that it really should have been a cautionary approach. I bet out of emotion and that's what you get when you do that. Now, with that being said, you come out of halftime, the first drive, Buffalo's up 14-10. They sack Zach Wilson, who's playing like an idiot. Zach fumbles the ball. Buffalo recovers at like, I don't know, whatever. It's like not quite midfield or whatever, but you know, decent field position, like their own 30 or something. Okay. Now get a charge going. You're about to take it up, 21-10. What happens? Josh Allen, instead of throwing the ball away, takes a seven-yard sack on first and 10. On second and 17, he throws a pass directly to a Jets defender. Like, there was no one there. And this is a team that wears all green and a team that wears blue and white. So something must have happened to his vision or something. He may have, a like, who knows, concussion, CTE. We know he's got the elbow injury now, but he throws the ball directly, just like the just like there's just there's no one there. So he throws an interception, and at that point, is that point, the one that Sauce Gardner? Yeah, and honestly, to be honest with you, what makes the most sense is that the NFL set this all up because the whole Sauce <laughs> Gardner thing. They're trying to get clicks on social media, like the whole Sauce Gardner thing. What are the odds? Tell me this. Be realistic here. What are the odds that a prolific passer, one of the greatest? of his generation throws a horrible interception without a receiver in sight directly to the guy that's been all over social media for the NFL. You're telling me Gabe, like, Oh, Gabe Davis just broke the wrong way. He broke out. He should have broke in. Well, and he coincidentally broke my wallet. So yeah, <laughs> the Jets then scored a touchdown right after that to go up 14, 17. And that was it. Um, you know, Josh Allen did everything he could uh, to lose the game the way that he was instructed to by the NFL. And and, uh, and luckily, um, he injured his elbow uh, towards the end of the game in doing so. Uh, that way, the Buffalo Bills can go ahead and, uh, and lose a division and have a, another year of sorrow to keep them warm in the winter. So, better luck next year. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to look actually about the how the test came back on Allen's elbow. So uh, I don't know if you if you have that any update yeah. for us, uh, Mad Money Shefty or what? Uh, yeah, they they just I just saw he just tweeted out they just finished the amputation. And, uh, <laughs> they're attaching the hook now, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> 
but he's going to switch to left-handed and keep going. All right, maybe we'll get an actual update uh, in a second. We'll have to take a look. But anyway, I do want to talk uh, crazy enough to save America's parlays on the money line. The Bills did have a two-minute drill, but it never got going. There was They had a nice completion, but it was called back by penalties. Then they, then Josh, uh, Josh Allen had a fumble, and then he threw a skip pass when his elbow got hurt. And uh, the Jets D win 2017. That that division is super interesting. Bills are six and two. Jets and Dolphins are both six and three, but have wins over the Bills. And uh, the Patriots are five and four, lurking there uh, <clears throat> in fourth place. Crazy enough. So anyway, Matt Money Mike, let's move on to the afternoon slate, which timeout only had two games. Like dear NFL, like let's get our handwritten letters out. Let's get our quills out. We have to write something because this is unacceptable. Only two games, and to and they both they all kind of they both kind of sucked. I mean, Seahawks, Cardinals. All right, I like the Seahawks. They're you know they're they're growing on me, right? But it, it's not a flashy game. Rams, Bucks sounded flashy like eight weeks ago, but this game had 15 punts. Mad Money Mike, the Jeez, Bucks man. offense. The Bucks offense didn't wake up until there were like 50 seconds left, and all of a sudden they can like. I guess the NFL like mic'd in to the Rams defense, like, hey, play, play off 40 yards every single play. Let them come down and win with the last second touchdown. It's Tom Brady's 100,000th passing yard. We need to make sure they get the win, hit the spread on the number. The bookies need it. I mean, Matt Money Mike, a lot going on here. The slate sucked. The Bucks win. What are your thoughts on uh, this Rams Bucks game? Well, you must have read the transcript because that is, as a matter of fact, verbatim what the NFL told the Rams to do. It was like, it was like watching like a, I don't know, it was like watching a soccer game, dude. It was just so boring, just like back and forth, back and forth. And then finally a goal at the end, which, yeah, technically was exciting. But, um, yeah, you know, congrats to Tom Brady. Both of those Rams and Bucks are awful. Uh, the Cardinals-Seahawks game, man, the Cardinals are just saddled with crybaby Kyler Murray just like, it's so, I hate his demeanor so much. I hate his attitude. I hate his demeanor. He's just yelling at everybody, just crying about everything. He's not, he just, every, he's improvising everything. He's not staying in the pocket. He's not executing plays. Like it must be an absolute nightmare to be part of the coaching staff for that team. And they got what they deserved, which was another loss at home. The Seahawks continue to impress, man. I mean, I have said it, I've said it multiple times on the pod about Geno Smith and, and being, you know, uh, way more impressive than I ever would have anticipated. But even though I've said it multiple times, it still never ceases to amaze me. Every time I watch them play, I'm just like, how are they this good? They just like keep being good. It is absolutely wild. They are a cover machine. I think, I think they're like some insane number. I think they're like eight and two uh, covering on the season um, or something like that. I just totally they made easily that. covered this one. I could tell you that they won by yeah. ten. They were like underdogs by one and a half points. I well, took they... some money from you off this one. You took the Cardinals. Okay, congrats. I just want to <laughs> kick a man while he's down. I see how it goes. Oh, yeah. but actually, talking about kicking a man while he's down, Geno Smith threw a rare interception, but he bounced back. Uh, the the car uh, the Seahawks, you know, responded with a nice touchdown drive. So Geno did respond to adversity. Uh, Noah Fant almost went for a hundred yards, like you mentioned. Kyler Murray was yelling at DeAndre Hopkins now. I mean, like, DeAndre Hopkins is, like, you know, the world's most, like, stable, like, calm human being. If you're yelling at him, you know, it's one thing to yell at the head coach for who the heck knows why, but there's never a reason to to yell at DeAndre Hopkins. So, um, yeah, he must yeah. be losing at Fortnite or something. Yep. 
Yep. Call of Duty is, uh, he, he got made fun of by some eight-year-olds, dude. He's really projecting on his teammates. <laughs> uh, going back to the Rams-Bucks games, uh, why aren't they double-teaming Cooper Cup, man, Money Mike? I, I feel like uh, that cost you a little cheddar there, too. They're just all the, like, who, who, what, Stafford completed 13 passes. Eight of them were to Cooper Cup. Why are they not double-teaming him every single time? And then on the flip side, Scotty Miller is wide open in the end zone. The touchdown pass from Brady bounced off his helmet. Like, talk about yikes. I don't even I, – I, the Cooper Cup thing, the only thing I can figure is that he really is some degree of uncoverable. You know, they're just running some kind of offense where – uh, he doesn't actually have a route, some sort of an open-ended route type situation where it's like you just start running and then you run to the part of the field where there's no defenders and then I'll just throw it there. I don't know. I can't – I just simply can't figure out how it is that he is constantly open. He's always open. He always gets all the passes. Like you said, if I was a defender, I would just simply double-team him and just, I don't know, not leave him open. But what do I know? So, yeah, definitely – Cost me money just like everything else did in week 10. Uh, but the Rams still managed to lose. Yep. 15 punts in this game. I mean, holy buckets. That's uh, it's boring as heck. I retweeted this as well. Like, all of a sudden, Tom Brady in the post-game presser, like, drops an F-bomb. And the media loves it. Like, it's getting retweeted every – it's, like, on the news. Get up, like, led with it. Like, what are we trying to teach our kids here? I mean – Mad Money Mike, I'm not impressed. I'm thinking about another uh, handwritten letter. Yeah, the the post office. I'm thinking about buying a house next to the post office because I got a lot to send. Yeah, and I mean your current house in Portland with no power, probably not much value <laughs> there. So couldn't blame you for that one. Okay. All right, let's keep moving. Sunday Night Football, Titans at Chiefs. The Titans almost squeezed this one out. It goes to overtime, but uh, – the Chiefs come out on top. I think this one was 20 to 17 as well. Like 100 games ended at 20 to 17, which were like right on the number. So Vegas exactly knows what's going on. Like we talk about every week, they've got the, the mics piping in all the plays. But Malik Willis, he was looking pretty good. I realize uh, his stats don't bear that out, but at least run it. How did he look at the end of the game? How exactly did he look at the end of the game there, Big Bet Brent? I fell asleep, but I know that uh, they did not uh, march to back down the field and score a field goal to tie it back up. Let me just uh, give you a quick rundown of, uh, okay, so the Titans halftime. Ready? Punt. Field goal. Ooh, congratulations. Punt, 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 punt. Turnover on downs. How's that to finish out of half? How was the stat? How, how do you look again? Dude, what a good Was he like six for 15, like 60 yards or something? Unbelievable. Let me, let me read off the yards to you. These are the yards for everything I just, including – including the field goal, because the field goal was just after an interception. So here are the yards on all those drives. This is the entire second half. Seven, eight, negative two, six, eight, negative four, zero, negative 16. Well, congrats to the big tomato, Andy Reid, for making some defensive halftime adjustments. All I know is that the Titans scored 17 in a row. They were up 17 and nine at one point. They held the Chiefs to 17 points in regulation, even though somehow Mahomes went for like 440 yards passing. I mean, you mentioned all those numbers, but what was it? Derrick Henry still went for over 100 yards rushing in a tutty. I mean, all right, Malik Willis is a rookie. He's not very good. 
they they sold off AJ Brown and they wish they hadn't. They didn't throw a single reception to the wide receiving core. That's not his fault. That's the coach's fault. Vrabel still had a good game plan for what he had, and they kept it close, and they definitely covered the spread, and they definitely made me some money. So, you know, I'm kind of riding with the Titans right here. The last two drives of the first half, one yard, negative one yard. Dude, we got to add this up. But from whatever that point was, whatever that <laughs> It's going to take was, a while. Dude, <laughs> you was went like, to Florida State. It was okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Our loyal listeners think that's real funny. I'm sure they're going to send you a congratulations email on your first joke. All right. So, three minutes and 55 seconds left in the second half. From that point on, I'm pretty sure they had a total of like, I don't know, seven, like 17 yards. Start from three minutes and 55 seconds left in the second quarter for the entire rest of the game, 17 yards. 17, Big Bet Brent. From three okay. minutes. All right. They, they're real bad. <laughs> really, really, really. Somebody's pissed. Dude, Somebody really, took the points. Somebody really, took the Chiefs in the points. <laughs> no, hey. No, actually, roll the tape. I told you. I told you. We talked about it. We said, is this too big of a spread in the NFL? And the answer was yes. We said that spread was too big. So we ah, said to and right. then I. Now, why are you so sour? Why are you so anti-Titans who were like five, who are five and three, killing it in the AFC South, and they had they, they had won five straight before losing in Arrowhead to the Chiefs? I was ragging on you because you opened the segment by saying Malik Willis looked good. I had to he give was you running the-, the ball in the first half. He looked pretty good. All right, people got to go to sleep. Like we have lives and kids. I had to give you power. I had to give you. I had to give you the business on that one because of uh, how unbelievably bad they looked in the second half. Uh, all right, well, do my first bad take. Bad right. money, Mike. Congratulations for calling me out here you, on essentially national my, radio. I'm my first bad take. I'm sure if I. I'm sure if I do one, you can make fun of me. <laughs> oh, golly! I've got some time to edit. I'm gonna make like a compilation. It's like all of Mad Money Mike's bad takes. Actually, that's a, that's a that's a good uh, teaser. Next week, well. Uh, Due to some issues, uh, essentially we can't do the podcast, so we're going to tape essentially a recap of the first half of the season. We're going to talk about uh, where we nailed it, like with our preseason predictions, and then uh, where we got nailed. So we'll we'll be able to do our own little confessionals there, Mad Money Mike. I won't have to call you out. You can call yourself out. Um, But anyway, with that being said, we now have an opportunity, because we're casting this on Tuesday because your house lost power because of the homeless people. We can talk about (laughs) Monday Night Football. Uh, The Ravens. Pretty much always had control of this game. They're up 14 to 3 at halftime. They win 27 to 13. Andy Dalton just didn't quite have it this game. Ravens improved to 6 and 3. Man, Money Mike, I uh, went to bed at halftime at this one again. So, I mean, it wasn't really that close. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how much we want to talk about. I mean, good try by the Saints. They're 3 and 6, still only one game back in the NFC South. Yeah, they're garbage. We knew they were garbage. We talked about whether or not they might not be garbage, but they, in fact, are garbage. They'll continue to be garbage. The Ravens are starting to look better. Moving on. All right. That's going to close out our Week 9 recap. Now, just taking a look at the injuries. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to have to look up uh, Josh Allen's elbow. He he had some test run today, but I didn't have the chance to see what the results were. So that's clearly uh, pretty important for the Bills. Uh, We talked about Jeff Saturday in his head coach interim for the Colts. And uh, the Green Bay running back, Aaron Jones, his ankle is fine. So I'm sure that'll propel Green Bay back into relevancy. But um, let's also take a quick look at the buys. 
Um, coming off a bye this past week, as we look forward to week 10, uh, past week 9, the Browns, Giants, Steelers, Broncos, Cowboys, and 49ers all had buys. So try to remember that. That's six teams, Mad Money Mike. Um, and then this week 10, we've got four teams on by Ravens, Patriots, Jets, and Bengals. So with that, let's move into the week 10 slate, starting with Thursday Night Football, because I've got uh, a good uh, handicap on this one. The Falcons heading into Carolina, taking on the Panthers. Falcons are only three-point favorites on the road versus the Dead Cat Bounce Panthers. I don't think Baker Mayfield coming back is going to have any sort of effect, especially on a short week. I think the Falcons are a lot better. Corderell Patterson, it's a lot easier for to reinsert like a utility tool, like you know, running back wide receiver combo like Corderell into the game as opposed to a quarterback. Um, the rust, there's just a lot more rust. And uh, even when you shake that rust off, Baker Mayfield's not very good. So I like the Falcons here, Mad Money Mike. Three points, even though it is a division game. It almost kind of feels like a trap bet, but I'll be riding with the Falcons. What are your thoughts on this one? It's a hard trap. It's a hard trap, but no matter what, I'm still taking it. Pound the Falcons, minus three, pound Baker Mayfield to throw a pick. Nice. Excellent. Um, yeah, just to mention, we're definitely in gun-to-the-head segment territory because we are already well over time. So with that, let's move to a game in Germany. Mad Money Mike, you get to wake up early again. This one's at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, so Portland time. I think that's right around 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> Seahawks versus the Buccaneers. The Seahawks are two and a half point underdogs, Mad Money Mike. Like, why are we not pouring? And I know for for you, it's not a lot of money because you lost all already. But like the rest of us that still have legitimate gambling bankrolls, why are we not just doing a quick double up here with the Seahawks plus two and a half or plus one twenty on the money line? I can only say that because the NFL will be piping in uh, the Seahawks plays to the Buccaneers in order for uh, you know their darling Tom Brady to produce another sound bite that they can play on get up first thing in the morning. Joystick Johnny will be mm -hmm. hard at work on this one. Uh, the refs will be tackling the Seahawks defenders. You name it, electronic anal beads, whatever they have to do, they will make sure the Bucks win this one. But me, Mad Money Mike, I'm still pounding the Seahawks, baby. Let's go. We're going down swinging. We know it. We're going down with the ship on this. Hey, it's good content. <laughs> we got to stick to our, you know, we got to stick to our convictions. So, all right, Mad Money Mike, Jaguars heading into Kansas City. Chief, this is another big spread, nine and a half points. Is that too much? I want to take the Chiefs. I feel like they're going to bounce, not bounce back, you know, they won, right? But they didn't, well, 440 passing yards. It was a close game. It should not have been a close game. I still like the Chiefs here at home to cover nine and a half. Is it just too big and somehow the Jags are going to cover or you roll with me on this one? Yeah, too big of a line. Jaguars covered. Jaguars all uh, hopped up after the come behind win against the Raiders. I think they were, at one point they were down. They were definitely down 17 nothing, And uh, they came they came all the way back to win. They'll be pretty hopped up. They know how to fight a game in the trenches. And the Chiefs will try to uh, dink and dunk their way to a win, which will not allow them to cover the spread. Give me the Jags, nine and a half. You want to take that to the tracker, big dog? Let's go. All right. Our first bet going to the tracker. Yeah. Using any sort of evidence like, hey, I came back and beat the Raiders, just like means at, means less than nothing. And that's like negative points. So. I, I for those loyal listeners that didn't know, I, in terms of locker room energy, is all I was saying. 
Well, they need some of that, especially uh, they're still probably reeling from last year uh, with that Urban Meyer, right? That awful head coach that they used to have. So um, anyway, yeah, I'll, for all the listeners that don't know, last week, Mad Money Mike not only got taken to the woodshed by the books, I took him to the woodshed in our locks that we in our bet tracker bets here. You can roll the tape. Mad Money Mike's favorite phrase went four and one. So uh, do I feel bad? No. Do I plan to do it again? Yes. Well, listeners know that I was just throwing you a bone because I felt so bad about destroying you and pick them so many weeks in a row. I just wanted you to I was afraid you were going to quit the pot on me, dude. I wanted to throw you a little bone. So you're welcome. Uh, all right. Well, all right. Well, we'll, we'll talk next week. Right. All right. Yeah. Let's let's, uh, let's see where you're at next week. You're going to be down four figures to me. I mean, that's that's uh, at fifty dollars a pop. That's pretty sad. Hey, but what the, the pick them to win the whole pick them is what? Five hundred, right? No, 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 no. What is it's it? It's a dollar. It's a dollar a point, and you're up like forty points on me right now. That's not good. That's not going to help me. <laughs> All right, let's talk Vikings Bills. This one's in Buffalo. The Bills were actually six and a half point favorites, and I liked them then, but now it's down to five and a half. So I'm kind of pissed that I took the early line yesterday at six and a half. I missed out on a point there. Man, money, Mike. I like the Bills. I think they're going to figure it out. I like their coaching staff. I haven't. Maybe maybe it's something injury related. I'm gonna have to look it up. But but uh, let's assume right now that uh, Josh Allen is healthy. What are your thoughts on uh, this this game here? Well, first of all, I will never assume Josh Allen is healthy. A man with one arm, I would never consider that healthy. How's he even gonna play, dude? His elbow is an absolute disaster. Reports are that it's swollen up the size of his uh the, the size of a like this the size of his thigh, I read or something like that. Terrible swelling. Nah. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah, terrible swelling, bad news bears. Um, he's out. He's not going to play now. Case Keenum, I believe, is their backup. Case Keenum has been around, buddy. Case Keenum knows how to uh, play a little bit of football. This is going to be weather dependent. It's interesting. Uh, Buffalo this time of year can present some, uh, you know, can present some interesting weather related outcome so we'll have to check on the weather in buffalo it is a road situation so with that being said proceed with caution but i'm on the vikes oh boy see i can't bet that just because of uh what you said about josh allen's injury in fact i may have to like go like cash out that bet but all right apparently he's got a positive milking maneuver which stresses the ucl in the elbow it's created by da, 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 da. positive test is excessive motion or pain. There's hope in him being able to practice. All right. Anyway, I'm not going to read uh, Shefty's Twitter timeline, but just stay tuned on that one and probably pump the brakes on uh, betting the bills on this one. So, all right, let's keep moving, Mad Money Mike. Just because this game is near and near to my heart, the Saints are heading into the Steelers. Steelers coming off a bye. Saints just lost Monday Night Football last night. Steelers at home are two and a half point underdogs. I mean, why are we not betting the Steelers right here? The Saints, as you just mentioned, are garbage and forever will be garbage. Even though the Steelers are garbage, they have a bye. And uh, for that reason, they're at home, formerly Heinz Field, now Amtrak Stadium. Um, I think the train rolls through on the hour, so that, that should be pretty cool to watch. Um, give me the Steelers plus two and a half. What do you think? Uh, the only reason I won't be able to bet this game is because the stench of these two turds colliding will cause my eyes to water so badly I will not be able to find my way to the sports book. Uh, <laughs> Turd Bowl 2022, this is complete crap. 
they should just both forfeit or they should just tie or something. Like they should not subject any fans to having watch whatever brand of football they're going to put on the field. With that being said, I think it's a trap. So I'm taking the Steelers plus 2.5. Nice. I like it too. All right. I'll bet you this, man, Money Mike. I bet there are more points scored in this game, St. Steelers, than there were in like the NFL's game of the week slash year, Rams Bucks. Uh, Rams Bucks was 13 16. Obviously, I'm not going to take that bet. You can be two turds and still score more than 13 16. I mean, like, they're probably going to fumble out of the back of the end zone at least seven or eight times. That right there is like 16 points. (laughs) They're going to hit the over two points at a time. What is the over? What's the over under on this? Can you see? A square 40. It was 39 yesterday when I bet it. And of course, I bet the under. Uh, Every (laughs) single bet I'm making, the line's moving the wrong way. So that's not good. Not looking good for me. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I feel like people are. People are Take the off. under. Don't People... overthink it. Take the under. No, no, no. That's also a trap. Give me Steelers <laughs> and the over. Oh, oh, a little same game parlay, huh? How much is 10 cent same game parlay going to pay you? <laughs> nine. Big bet, Brent. I have nine cents remaining. Oh, all right. We'll save some for Chargers 49ers Sunday night football. 49ers coming off a buy. Seven point favorites in this West Coast showdown. Don't forget, 49ers got Jimmy G and CMC, I'm not sure on Debo Samuel if he's back, but where I talked about the uh, wide receiver lack of depth that uh, injury issues the Chargers have. Seven is just a big number in a uh, in a West Coast showdown like this, man, Money Mike. I'm not sure I can lay that. It's interesting for sure with the Chargers having, you know, you know, had a good showing last week, but playing you know such garbage football this year. 49ers having been real strong leading into the bye, but now they're coming out of the bye. Oh, man, this is a hard one for me. But I just think McCaffrey backfield with that 49ers roster, uh, including the 49ers having Bosa back on defense and things of that nature, I do feel comfortable with the seven. So if you want to take it to the tracker, I'm on the Niners plus seven. Nice. No, no, I think you I think you convinced me I like it. Seven points. They can easily cover that. Jimmy G's inadequacies, I think, will be like easily covered up now that he has his new uh his new outlet uh, CMC. So let's ride with that one. Mad Money Mike, I like it, but I am gonna I'm gonna, you know, let's we teed this up. We teased a little bit earlier, closing it out. Monday night football, Washington Commanders heading into Philadelphia, taking on the Eagles, eleven point spread, Eagles undefeated, Washington Commanders, pretty solid defensive line. Um, putting some pressure on the quarterbacks. 11 points, man, Money Mike. Money line, plus 390 on the commanders. Over-under is 44. Lay it on us. You know, it was such a good breakdown. I want to hear it again. You're taking the commanders. Uh, Yeah, if you like uh, multiplying your money by 3.9, then I highly recommend taking the commander's money line because they will win this game. It's a difficult league to win, and it's even more difficult to win nine times in a row. You know, you're right there in, uh, what do they call the, uh, I don't know, you know, it's like the, the Commanders fans, Commanders fans, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be plenty of them there. You know, it's not going to feel like the normal road game. And, what? Uh, Why? Just because of the close proximity. They don't DC- even show up to their home games. Have you seen this? Like, 
their owner is looking to sell the team. It's like constantly mired in turmoil. They don't yeah. even have fans. All right, listen, Big Bet Brand, when I'm in the middle of trying to make stuff up, please don't interrupt me, okay? Hey, I'm just feeding right back to you, calling you out on your bad takes, all right? Hey, this is a two-way street here. I know. Tape. That, that is a bad take, man. Philadelphia has some of the most, like, just – Raucous uh, fans. Raucous fans, and, uh, and, and I can pretty much guarantee that no Commanders fans are going to show up. Um, but regardless, everything, it's just – it's just the perfect place. It's just, there's no other way to say it. It's the perfect place for the commanders to win. I don't even have any reason. I don't even have any logic. I'm just breaking it down into honesty. It's just pure gut feeling. Give me the commanders plus 390. Nice. I, I Look, it, I, compl- I, I, was, I was giving you some just because like the take itself, like the evidence, right? Didn't make sense. It was just wrong evidence, but I like your take. And every I, I don't have it, the numbers in front of me, but maybe I'll pull them up like Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football have just gone completely opposite, like every single time. Um, last night, you know, the, the Ravens were like two and a half point favorites. And all of a sudden it goes down to like essentially money line. And then, nope, Ravens blow them out. So, you know, like money's coming in on the Saints. Like, oh, Saints at home. I'm going to get it done. Um, I forget what they were last couple of weeks, but it's always gone contrary to like what an automatic win was. So, um, memory Mike for a sprinkle at plus three ninety. I mean, definitely worth it. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not throwing That'll the work. house on it, but <clears throat> respect the pick. All right. With that, let us head into our signature segment locks of the week. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you the next three people I ask, two of them will say that it looks like sugar rice. How much? $100? $200? Thousand. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock, No. Mad Money Mike, I'm going to start off. I'm four and five. We both missed last week. I had the Vikings minus three and a half. They won by three, so they didn't cover. Gosh darn it. Versus the commies. And uh, we don't got to talk about it anymore. You had the Bills uh, minus a gajillion versus the Jets, and they lost outright. I'm just going to get it done here. Thursday night football. We're just getting it out of the way. We can have an easy weekend. Falcons on the road, taking on Carolina. Three-point favorites. Give me the Falcons. Cordero Patterson's back. Marcus Mariota is really jiving. That tight end, Kyle Pitts, he's uh, coming into form. Panthers, they already bounced. This cat is dead. Baker Mayfield's not going to revive them. I'm riding with the Falcons. Minus three. That's a great pick. That's a great pick, Big Bet Brent. I certainly would have liked to have taken that pick myself. But as you know, the way that we do it on It's a Lock podcast is we will not double up on locks of the week. So I am going to have to make a different pick. And I am going with the drum roll, please. My de facto home team, the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to go on the road. They're going to travel across the country. And they are going to break Tom Brady's old man hip and cover the plus 2.5. Give me the Seahawks. Nice. You're betting the German game. What do they what do they eat over there in Germany? Hold on a second. Wait, we got to scratch this. We got to scratch this. I'm serious. We got to scratch this. I really totally forgot that this game is being played in Germany. Uh edit 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 button. Edit button. All right. I'm going to make a pick on the fly. I really did forget that that game was being played in Germany. That's so that can't awful. be as bad. That can't be as bad as the Buccaneers at home. I mean, this is technically a home game for the Bucks. You're still getting two and a half. 
Yeah, but it's just too weird, man. It's just too weird. It's just a weird. No, it's just too weird. Even though I like, I like the pick. You know, like you go back and listen to all the picks that Mad Money Mike made. That was one of them. So you know, put it in my dossier for the week. But uh, but with that being said, Mad Money Mike's lock of the week. Going with my Pittsburgh Steelers in the formerly Heinz Field, which is now some stupid insurance company name that no one will ever remember, getting the job done and covering two and a half against the Saints. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. So you're betting on poop. That's that's essentially what you said because you said both these teams are poop. Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I am a full sanitation worker this week, bud. <laughs> uh, all right, excellent. I love it. I think it's a great pick. I think more than touched, more than a field goal is way too much. It'd be nice to get two, three, but getting points at home off a bye. I mean, that's that's so lock of the week that you chose as your lock of the week. So I commend you there. We're both going to get some dubs. I'm four and five. You're six and four. We're about to improve. All right, we talked about Twitter at It's Lock Podcast, guys. We got to check out some material. Memory, Mike. Let's do our closeout segment. Diaper Dad Diaries. Let you lead it off. Well, Diaper Dad Diaries uh, this week not uh, you know not my proudest, not my finest thing, and it's not even really that interesting. But we have uh, we have officially entered the territory of uh, watching, I guess, watching television or however you want to call it. But there's a one particular show. It's called Daniel Tiger, and uh, this chick is hooked on Daniel Tiger. She like talks about it nonstop. We have seriously opened Pandora's box. She talks about it as soon as she wakes up. We think we're assuming that she's been dreaming about it. Cause she'll just say all kinds of weird stuff about like Daniel Tiger was like looking for a cat and then he found it and it had a hat on. And we're like, what the hell? And that's like the very first thing she says when she wakes up. So <laughs> I guess that's like a dream. So, and then she just like wants to watch it. So we're having to do like a constant, like, oh no, we'll watch it later. Or you already watched it once today. We'll watch it again tomorrow. So now we're having to like do all that. She absolutely loves it, man. It happens fast. So, uh, you know, it's just weird. Like you think to yourself like, oh no, we're going to, we're not going to be the parents to do screen time. She's just going to like read books and count birds. Like, no, guess what? Reality hits. You put that screen on, it sucks them in like a tractor beam and then you can like have a minute to yourself and it's absolutely glorious. (laughs) So uh, that is the Diaper Dad Diary of the Week. Welcome to the rest of the world, Mad Money Mike. I know that uh, y'all are attempting the the hippie way, the the natural way of raising a kid, but uh, glad to hear that you made it. Yeah, it's all about balance, but uh, there the balance is greater than zero when it comes to screen time. So that's for sure. We made it. All the rest of uh, the world makes it, and uh, Valley's gonna make it too. That is cute though. Just first thing when they wake up, it's like, man, I can only imagine what those dreams are like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Got a couple quick hitters over here. Me and Kramer are playing some basketball and uh we'll take turns shooting. And now all of a sudden Kramer just goes up to the little toy goal that we have, and when I shoot it, he'll like lower the rim, like snap it to like its close position. So I like, literally can't make the basket. So he loves <laughs> doing that on me. I can't make it. He uh he gets a kick out of that. Also, we're playing football. We take turns being the quarterback or the running back. Um we'll hike the ball, we'll say like green eighteen. Blue, 42, hut, and then hand the ball and then run and score a touchdown. So he loves swapping positions there. He also likes to throw the baseball. He'll be like, you be the catcher now. And then I'll be like, now you be the umpire. So I have to like take off my gloves and like (laughs) get in the umpire stance like I'm leaning forward. And he'll just like throw the ball and hit me in the face. And I'll be like, strike. (laughs) And then uh, 
there's uh Chittam went volunteering um props to Chittam for volunteering yeah, uh, nice. and she used like her oldest white shoes and they were sitting on the uh the front uh you know the entrance to the to the house and like Kramer went over there and was like mommy got granny shoes and, uh, <laughs> oh, call, nice. calling her out on that one so that was pretty funny mad money mike season three episode number 11 it's a lock podcast on a tuesday night this was great man how do you want to close this out yeah big bet brent as always man i appreciate you i appreciate your time i appreciate our loyal listeners week nine was brutal but there are blue skies ahead in week 10 make room folks because you're going to need to put that cheddar stack somewhere and we look forward to hearing from you on twitter at it's a lock podcast and please send us some loyal listener emails to our gmail account it's a lock podcast at gmail.com we can't wait to hear from you and we can't wait to do it again next week my man excellent couldn't have said it better myself that's gonna do it season three episode number 11 it's a lock podcast peace That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent saying so long and see you next week.